TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for episode 502. And as always, I am joined by Australia's number one wellness expert. He is the chief cat carer at the moment. He's worried about his cat's water. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, Damo. Uh, hello, PC. How are you, PC? I'm so good. I'm so good. Are you, you okay? Home. You're a bit, you bit concerned okay. about Misty's water? Um, You've been travelling around the countryside. You've been um, here in Melbourne town for a little bit, hung out with some mates, family. We caught up, which was great, and that we seems did. like such a long time ago. But uh, you have been down here. And I'm so – I've, I've loved my time. I've loved my time in Melbourne. I got back – we are recording on a Friday morning. I got back on Wednesday after two weeks in overcast, cold, and wet Victoria. And gee whiz, it's 25 and fine. Back in Mullumbimbi, and I'm like, oh, it's so nice to be back in shorts and t-shirts. I packed five pairs of shorts for my trip to Victoria, and I wore none of them, not once, not one, not once. And now I believe it's starting to get warm down there. Well, that's on you, PC, because my theory around shorts is that as long as it's over ten, <laughs> then you put on some shorts. That's it. <laughs> that's the rule. <laughs> Pretty simple. I got that from Jackson, actually. You know, little kids, when they're little, well, kids when they're little, they, um, they don't seem to feel the cold. Have you noticed that? Oh, they, they, they resent any parent or older person telling them to put on a long-sleeve jumper or a <laughs> pair of pants. <laughs> Socks, jocks, whatever. They just resent it. They resent it. But, uh, but yeah, so the sun finally peered out, uh, which was great, and and it has happened again today, which is good. So we are looking at some warm weather, but um, let's not that let's not let that define our location where we are. But, no, um, we won't. We won't. No, no, we had a great time together. Uh, episode five hundred of one hundred not out has dropped, and if you haven't listened to it. Um, You'll, you'll remember what it's like to have a live audience. It was such a fun time. Good. And, and then 501 was, I was in the back of a car in Greensboro <laughs> and, um, and we discussed, uh, longevity lessons from our family. Yeah. And now today, 502, we are back in our, well, it's an odd recording time for us. We don't normally uh, record on a Friday morning. Aren't you normally playing golf on a yeah. Friday or is that the old demo? No, no, I'm normally playing golf at this time, but uh, we were really struggling to get a time so that we could record. Um, and we do. You're have joking. Do you don't tell me you moved golf for this. Yeah. No, I did. no, I can't. I can't yeah. cop that. I did. So when I saw you eating breakfast, I was like, "Come on, mate, we've got to get going. We've got to get going." Because oh. I put my golf on hold. And, what time uh, are you teeing off? It's it's eight fifty one on a Friday morning. What time are you teeing off? Normally, I'd be off by now. I would have teed off at 8 o'clock. Um, I do have a golf um, game set to be at 9.30, but uh, that was pending us starting on time. But we uh, didn't start on time, so oh, no. I'll, uh, oh, no. I'll move that golf time. We're going to talk in double speed. We are, I've got a few people that, that that are responsible for this, So, and I think you'll like this Wait. conversation. But, you know, I think there's uh, there's something in the ability to be flexible. Oh, what a conversation. The more you are, the more agitated you might get. 
Now, I could get really agitated, and I think the old Damo might have, you know, I think he might have got a bit agitated. I think he might have been a little bit frustrated. Um, and, you know, and, and I don't think that bodes well for longevity or good health or yep. heart rate variability, let me put it that way. So as <laughs> <laughs> I say that, because as I look into the camera, I can see my aura ring. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Aura, our sponsor. And so I uh, – so I, <laughs> they're not really yet, but I – have been measuring my heart rate variability. So I've become more sensitive to stressors in my environment. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why it took a ring for me to be more sensitive to stressors in my environment because I'm aware of it. You know, I talk about crack his chest code. I'm aware of it. I consult on it. You know, I help people with the SD protocol, the sympathetic dominance protocol. I help people move through stress to have a great sleep, to feel more refreshed, to you know, live a longer, healthier, more fulfilling life, you know, give them the book, Your Exceptional Life. You know, so I do all those great things, you know, but it took a ring, like a little ring to keep me mindful of my heart rate variability so that I could be doing a better job. So I check my data in the morning, every morning these days, I wake up, say good morning to my beautiful wife and then, well, when she's in Melbourne, and then I um, will check my data. How did I sleep last night? I woke up. Am I ready? What's my readiness score? How's my HRV average? You know, so I'm looking at all those sorts of things now, which I find really fascinating. But it's interesting that something has propelled me or compelled me to become a little bit addicted to data again. Well, you are you are science driven. Like that's that's what I find amazing about you. There's a couple of topics in here. One, social flexibility, which I have struggled with um, recently. So I, that, that, that's a topic. But also. You are the you are probably the one person in my life that I have met who can translate scientific data into a language that anyone can understand. And I say that genuinely. It's probably what most attracted me to you in the first part of our bromance is just how you can simplify complex um, systems and concepts into things that people can understand. Take stress as an example. Like I saw you do crack your stress code for probably the tenth time the other week, and I just love how you can break it down into something that anyone can understand and relate to. Um, so yeah. I think people like me want you to be um, obsessed with the data because when you do, you then find ways to communicate that in in ways that other people either can't be bothered learning to understand which is i'll put my hand up i just have no desire to become data driven it's just not in my nature for want of a better term but i love it when people like you can translate it in a way that i can then go and apply to my life do you know what i mean Mm. so Mm. um You know, we're the ring man. Tell us about your HRV and your heart rate variability. And my sister, Georgia, who I stayed with um, in Greensboro, she's all obsessed with how much REM sleep she's getting. And, you know, she's going oh, for she a run. And well. she yeah. loves it. She doesn't have a ring, but she's got a Garmin and she's all just, oh, yeah. you know. And, and some people some people get a bit, you know, dubious about wearable tech. But I think it's sometimes for me it's a bit like um, a diagnosis. Sometimes when you get the data, it can actually trigger positive behavioral change in someone. Yeah. So if yeah. you go, if you look at your sleep data, like I've never looked at my sleep data. I, but, but again, I'm someone that has never never had concerns with sleep. So it's, I don't have a, a need there, but I, I've got another conversation for another time actually. But um, if it's something that is like, 
it's important to you and then it creates a behavioral change. It's like, well, I better go to sleep earlier because I'm not getting enough REM sleep or I'm not walking enough because I've only done a thousand steps for the day or my heart rate variability is doing this, that or the other. Like, there's nothing wrong with that diagnosis to make you go, all right, I'm going to adjust my behavior. I just love what you said at the beginning about social flexibility. Like, if that's something that you're like, okay, I'm a bit rigid because I've been way too rigid on that recently and I'm like, whoa. Anyway, I'm rambling now because you've triggered a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I'm just going and going and going. It's like we just walked into a cave and we woke the bee. Like there's a whole lot of stuff going on <laughs> there. a whole lot of stuff in there. <laughs> I love it. Well, okay. Well, let's just have a little chat about the data. Um, and I've always been one to talk about uh, finding ways to measure um, your progress that you regularly do. So if you're to you know, measure your weight loss and you're using scales to do that, um, do it on the same day of the week every week, you know, at the same time after the same, you know, routine. So it might be that you empty your bowels and your bladder, have a shower, shave the whole lot, dry your hair so that you get the best possible uh, weight measure at that on that day. Um, and so I'm not averse to measurement. I think it's really good. And the reason why I like measurement is because it's an objective measure. It's data that helps you make um, better decisions and your decisions can be subjective right but if your measurement is objective then you know whether or not it's working uh, so i really love that so for me it's like okay well what might be impacting my sleep you know how did i sleep am i having a lot of REM sleep and and as a consequence not going to deep sleep so i'm not having restorative healthy sleep you know what what are the things that i can modify in my life you know uh, to help me be better could that mean that I become more aware of the impact of spicy food in my body. Like the other day I had a spicy meal in Brisbane. We were up there uh, visiting Jacko for Amber's birthday and I had a spicy meal. Uh, it was Thai and I tell you what, uh, we had um, – it burned on the way in and it burned on the way out, Piercy, let me tell you. And so that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty hot stuff. And uh, my sleep that night, I didn't sleep as well as what I would have expected. Now, I wasn't sure if it was the chili or if it was the cocktails that we had as well to celebrate, you know, our catch-up. It could have been a bit of both, but, you know, the data would say that it's likely to be the alcohol. But I would contend that because there's other times when I've had a glass of wine at night with some friends and then I've gone to sleep and I've measured the data the next day and my sleep was still very, very good but nowhere near as bad as after having some chili and mm. some hot food. So mm. I wonder if that made my temperature go too high and then I had restlessness and et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, so I find that really fascinating because I'm looking for modifiable factors. And you know that, you know, it was at last year in December, I went and had my body scan and yeah. I measured all my health data from a disease perspective to see whether or not I had any disease going on in my body. Um, to see whether or not I was doing a good job with all the things that I've been promoting over the last, I don't know, how long you and I have been going for? Ten, Ten years. years. So, like, <laughs> if you didn't know. Uh, and we've, uh, and then obviously what I spoke about in the wellness guys and then obviously what I spoke about on Downsize Me has the information that I've been sprouting and promoting over the last 15, 20 years, is it valuable to me and has it impacted my health? And so from a disease perspective, I've got the data. It looks great. From a well-being perspective, which is different to disease because you can talk about the disease care system, which is our healthcare system in Australia, or you can look at the healthcare system, which is separate to the disease care system, which is that about promotion of health. And health and longevity comes from understanding whether or not you're doing the right things by your body. 
Now, the assumption when we go to Ikaria is that they just know what is right. And I think because in Australia, and if you're in the US, listen to this, or Canada, or New Zealand, or the UK, if you're listening to this, then you'll understand what I'm talking about here when I suggest that we have gone so far down the disease paradigm that we've kind of lost sight of what is actually healthy. We've lost autonomy over our health. We don't really know if we're well. And so even me, I had to go and quantify my well-being by getting data. So I did the, all the medical tests, and now I'm using an aura ring to help me quantify my uh, my health decisions. Are you questioning like so? Are you questioning that rationale of quantifying things, or are you saying because because I'm listening, going okay? So part of me is like, I was I, so part of the reason why I was late this morning is I bumped into Sammy Gowing at the market. Oh, Sam Gowing, because she's doing a she's catering for a dinner party tonight. She there with Normie? Well, um. No, she wasn't. I was just about to let something slip and I was like, hold on a minute. That was no. Um, <laughs> so, no, she wasn't there with Normie. Um, okay. She was there preparing for a dinner party she's um, catering for. Sammy Gowing's been featured on 100 on Out twice. We, and then with her fiance, Normie Rowe, Australia's original king of pop. That was probably yeah. about 20 episodes ago. But um, yeah. so I tell you that because we were talking about, you know, everyone these days seems to be so obsessed with like finding the one answer the one answer to save the planet the one answer to mm. longevity the one answer to this and it's like we've and it's like and my solution's better than your solution and my initiative's mm. better than yours and yeah. it's like whatever happened to like everyone everyone's ideas and solutions and life purposes and initiatives being great like as part of the whole yeah. solution um and I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, oh, well, I, see, I love the way you go about your life. Because she said, "How's Damon?" I said, "Oh, he's just, he's just simplified his life so well." And I tell this to everyone, anyone that says, "How's Damon?" I was like, "You've just, you have applied so much wisdom since I've known you." And I'm listening to you talk, and it's like all of your behaviour is completely, for want of a better term, unsurprising because you're very congruent with who you are, what you do, and the way you live your life. Um, and then I also go, and people in Ikaria or Okinawa or Sardinia or another blue zone or just an old-fashioned community would live their that. life very differently because mm. they wouldn't be wearing an aura ring. They wouldn't be checking their REM sleep. They wouldn't care if they had two glasses of wine or three. They don't measure their life. It's like it's like longevity has happened to them. It's just been their innate way of being. But I don't expect that the world that we live in means that we should, for a better term, go back to to that. So then I go, because I haven't ever worn an aura ring, don't have wearable tech, da 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 But as I said earlier, that's just my personality. So I'm just living my way. But I listen to you and I'm like, I love, I love that you do all of this. I always remember I was so attracted to you talking about in your naturopathic days, you would talk about biological age. And you'd go on, was it the Vega machine? Um, it was the, uh, the VLA machine. VLA. So now, like... People talk about, you know, I even heard, was it Tony Robbins? On that podcast you were speaking about the other day with Lance Armstrong, he's like, he's 62, but he's got the bi- chronological years, but he's got the biological body of a 51-year-old type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're doing that in their kind of way of measuring. And it's like, there's nothing, I can't see anything wrong with having access to that data or information just because no. it hasn't been used by cultures past and whatever. Like, I love the fact that, you do it, and that you go that you go ahead and make make change. Like it's just such a 
It's, I think it's a wonderful thing. Well, I think if you know, and I, I read this all the time. Like wherever you, wherever you pick up a, a great book, it says, um, you know, something something along the lines of have a plan or you know, no plan, plan, plan to fail, whatever. Plan to plan. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, exactly. Or like, if you don't know where you're going, you'll you'll if you, you know you'll get there. Whatever, whatever, you know, something like that. There's always those sorts of yeah. things that say if you don't know what you're doing, then that's exactly what you're going to continue to keep on doing. And and then of course, if you go off course by just one degree, um, and you still run with enthusiasm, but you're going, you know, with enthusiasm in one direction. degree off course, you're a long way off course in mm. you know in a hundred days' time. So. Um, if you so just spend one percent more than your income every year, <laughs> you're oh, going to be in a lot of debt by the time you're done. You're yeah. in trouble, and you're yeah. leaving quite a legacy for your children um, if you have them. But, um, but yeah, for me, uh, I it's easy because most of my friendship group outside of my wellness peeps, they don't necessarily live a super healthy life. They might eat too much. They might drink too much. Some of them will smoke. Work too um, much. You know, potentially work. Well, I don't know. Because I was talking about work and purpose the other day. You know, and is it a bad thing to work a lot? And that is determined by your values, right? So what if you really enjoy work? You and I were speaking about this. I think, you know, we were talking about, is it okay? You were in the backseat of the carnival. And so (laughs) I was saying that um, it's okay if you work a long time, if that floats your boat and that gives you purpose and you love it, you know, and it's only based on someone else's values that they say that's bad because you're not spending time with your family. But what if you hate your family? (laughs) What if that's what keeps you alive for longer? You might end up providing for your family because you're working so long. Um, That's just all values-based judgment, you know, and it's our picture of what we consider ideal. Like I walk out to the bay, like literally 150 metres from my house. I take a photo most mornings of the beautiful nature and what it looks like. But what if somebody hates the ocean? You know, what if they think that sucks and they want to see mountains and koalas and kangaroos and they see the ocean and go, oh, that's boring, it's boring. just blue. Yeah. Um, or at the moment, brown. Brown. Because we've had some drain. So. <laughs> but, it, you know, so the values issue. But for me, I like to know where I'm heading to make sure that I'm making the right decisions. So even this morning, I jumped on the scales. I like to – every morning I jump on the scales, okay, what do I vary, 100 grams, 200 grams, whatever, you know. Like I just like to know that everything's kind of even keel and maybe that's a bit OCD. But it doesn't make me want to be hard case. I haven't, I haven't seen it negatively impact your life because we've eaten no. together many times. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the scales interfere with your decisions. Exactly. It doesn't make me want to be – a teetotaler. It doesn't yeah. make me want to be hard case. It just shows me. It tells me whether or not I'm keeping on track like an track. even trajectory and that's yeah. important to me. There's a great quote which I kind of live by and, um, you know, the unexamined life is not worth living, which is a Socrates uh, one-liner. So it's, it's okay. like ex- go ahead and examine your life, peeps. And so whether you're examining your sleep, examining your fulfillment, your relationships, your REM sleep, whatever it is. Yep. Just, just go and get informed about your life, and 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 on the flip side, be less informed about other people's lives, like <laughs> lives people that you'll never meet, that you have no idea about, that you just get a headline of. Just be less informed about them. Be, be informed about your family and friends, uh, but most informed yeah. about your own life. You know, examine your own life, and you do it marvelously. That. There's so many topics out of this conversation. I want to let you go and play golf, but 
couple of couple of um things. I've put on three yes. kilos, and I don't know how long that's been the case because I never weigh myself. And I was at uh-huh. a hotel the other day where there were scars in the bathroom. Seventy six, yeah. and I've always been seventy three, like for the last eight years. So that's a future conversation on one hundred not out. Wow. We're going to talk well, about social tool too. When was the last? When was the last time you weighed yourself on those scales? Never ever. But last time I weighed myself full stop, probably like literally seven years ago. Um, right. Okay. So maybe I've been seventy six for six years, and I just haven't known. But I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. Um, uh, social flexibility, because I really, um, I'm like that's definitely triggered me. Because that's definitely something, and and I thank you for the flexibility this morning, and for everyone that's listening to this on a Monday, when it comes out at six o'clock in the morning, we've been flexible in recording it at a different time, <laughs> just to get it out on the Monday. <laughs> uh, but we are going to go. Damo's going to go play golf. I'm going to go finish my breakfast. Damo, as always, thank you for your wisdom and generosity, and you've just sparked so many future conversations. Uh, for 100 Not Out. So thank you, as always, for sharing your insights on the podcast. I'll tell you what I love, PC, about you. One of the things, because there's so many, but I love the journalistic brain in you, that you got other conversations out of that one conversation that kind of just flowed and came from nowhere. You've got all these other conversations. It's incredible to me. No wonder you can write such a great book, except your <laughs> exceptional life. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> if you haven't got a copy of that, you should have got a copy of it. Unbelievable. And if you haven't been to Vita Lifestyles in Sandringham, you're missing out. <laughs> Uh, Station Street, Sandringham. Get on down there. All right. For more on Damo, head on over to DamienChristoph.com. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. If you want more of us, come and join us in Ikaria, the Greek island known as the island where people forget to die. We're going over there for 10 days, June 12 to 21 next year, 2023. All the details at 100notout.com. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.